Hello, everyone, and welcome back to L2 Sports Podcast. I am your host, Lucas Curtelli, and as always, I am here with Mr. Luca Moya. Before we get started, we had to do the episode a little later in the week uh, this week. Luca, I want to tell you what, tell the fans why. Yeah, guys, listen, for all of you guys that wish for snow, let's just retract that a little bit because when snow falls, Luca goes to work and removes it for people. So hopefully that uh, that doesn't happen too much more. Season's almost done, but I'm just excited to be in my home, Lucas. <laughs> I, was at, I was at work and I saw the whiteout outside and I'm oh like, God. wow, this must suck for Luca right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're shoveling. I've been there on Christmas this year. I mean, first day, uh, January 1st, New Year's out there. I'm like, oh, this is that great. That stinks. That stinks, buddy. At least it gives me something to do. Exactly, exactly. Winter's almost over, so then uh, you'll be back. Back to the nice days, nice sunny, hot days. Oh, yeah. And in the sunny, hot days, we have baseball. The Toronto oh, Blue Jays yeah. made a huge splash signing George Springer last week, and then on Tuesday, signing shortstop Marcus Semyon. Luca, I want to get your take on what you think of these two signings for the Blue Jays and their upcoming season. Well, because of what we just talked about, I didn't even see the Semyon news until this morning. So <laughs> I, it was kind of reminded me of years back when they traded for Tulowitzki. I'm up at the cottage, no Wi-Fi. I get it for five minutes, and I'm like, all these alerts are coming in. I'm like, this is the greatest day ever. So the Jays uh, start doing things while I'm not paying attention, which is really good. Um, but I, I love it. I mean, finally, there's an aggressive offseason by management from Toronto. They told us that they were going to be aggressive this year. But, Lucas, I mean, how many years have we been hearing that? Oh, this is, you know, we're going to go after people. Oh, the Jays are in talks. They're in final talks. Yeah, DJ LeMay signs with the Yankees. Okay, sure. All right, relief. Okay. Oh, we're in talks to get Lindor. Ah, blockbuster trade. So I wasn't expecting much until I see the deal finalized. We saw that with Brantley. He signs for Toronto. What a tease that was. Mm-hmm. But we got I, – I love George Springer. I mean, this is a guy who won the World Series with the, the Houston Astros. And the cheating scandal or not, Lucas, I think he's a great player. He's definitely going to help this lineup. And Semyon, I didn't even know this. He, he was third in MVP voting just two years back. Mm-hmm. Right? So he, he's got some potential as well. He's only 29. Springer's a little older than I thought. He's around 31 years old. But baseball players seem to play till 40. So I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem. I love it. You know, combine some championship experience with some veterans and, and the young guys that are coming up. Man, oh, man. Oh, the city's it's gonna, gonna be, be a blue. Good blue Jays it's season, gonna be baby. it's gonna be blue once again, not for the Leafs, but for the Jays, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, watch it there. Well, that <laughs> this is the guy I wanted the Blue Jays to to really sign. They needed that centerpiece in the outfield. We all love Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in left field, what he is doing, but center field and right field really hasn't been working. You've seen the shift with Tay Oscar Hernandez in center, and then in in right field. Randall Gritchick, they signed him a couple years ago, really doesn't have that range as we saw former Blue Jays center fielder Kevin Pillar have. And now you have a premier outfielder in George Springer. Plus, he comes with a bat as well, Luca. He has a career 270 average, 359 on-base percentage, and an 852 OPS. He slugged 14 homers last, last season. This guy gets it done, and he also gets it done in the postseason. Having that experience of going far, the Blue Jays have only been, in their history, to 63 
playoff games. They've only played in 63 playoff games. How many has George Springer played in in just his career? 63. So this guy knows what to do when it comes to October. And Marcus Semyon, he's been on some good Oakland A's teams. They, he knows oh, how yeah. to win and what it takes to win a lot of games throughout the, the season. And if the Major League Baseball decides on going within a 162-game season, having these veteran guys is going to be huge for those young guys like Bobachek, Kevin Biggio, and uh, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. down the stretch when it really gets to those dog days of August, September, that they can keep pushing forward to October. Oh, yeah, I'm really excited. And you talked about the lineup, but I, I still wanted them to address the pitching a bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they got Yates, and he, he's, he's, you know, he, he was good. He's not mm-hmm. too bad. Uh, he, he has some potential for sure. But, I, man, I wanted to see a starter, man. I, yeah. I wanted to bring it back to 2015 days where we can roll out four guys and or three, really. Uh, let's not <laughs> let's not bring up R.A. Dickey, but <laughs> yeah. we can roll out we can roll out three guys and we can be pretty confident in them. I don't see that with this team yet. I know they have potential with Pearson. I've been telling you for the longest time. I think Pearson should go to the pen. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not going to do that. I don't know. I, I I love the lineup, but Lucas, we know pitching is the most important part of the game. Right? Yeah, you, you need to have good pitching, and we saw with Toronto, their bullpen was fantastic last season. Started to dip down towards the end, but that pitching, man, I, it's going to be hard to win games. You can't expect these guys, no matter how good they are, to cash in five, six runs a game. Yeah, segueing into the pitching needs where I still think they they need to improve them. I mean, yes, they signed Hinjin Rio last season. Mm-hmm. He was really well, the best left-handed pitcher. He won an award for the best left-handed pitcher last season. But they need some more depth, that two, that three guy to really get it done. Robbie Ray, yes, he's a good pitcher, oh, but I don't think he's a number two or a number three. Oh, you need that second no. guy to go on day number two of a series and really put up some big innings for your team. They are in talks with Tanaka, has interest in the Jays after the oh. George, George Springer signing. James Paxton from the Yankees. He's had a couple off years with the Yankees. Trevor Bauer. As much as Blue Jays fans really want him, I don't think the Blue Jays have enough money to, to sign him to I what he, he really wants. He's the, Cy, he's the Cy Young winner of 2020. And I know the Mets, they're going all in this year. I, I, I've heard through my sources, the oh, radio, your sources where yeah, yeah. They're, uh, <laughs> the Mets are really going hard for Trevor Bauer, offering him uh, Garrett Cole money. So I don't think the Blue Jays really have that after signing Marcus Simming one year, 18 million, George Springer to 150 million. Also, what really surprised me, Jake Odorizzi is in the conversation for. Uh, he wouldn't be too bad. Wouldn't be too bad. And also a dark horse, which I've heard, I've heard as well. Taiwan Walker. Now, he had see, a good I, outing for the oh, Jays yeah. last oh, season. Yeah. He had some run-ins with Charlie Montoyo as much mm-hmm. as like people want it. It's not known, but from what I've seen during the games, taken out early, you saw really the the anger on his face when he got taken out in the fourth inning, but he was still pitching really well. He gave up a couple hits, two, three, three guys on base. Charlie Montoya would take him out of the game. So I guess if he signed, he was really wasn't part of the team. He came in halfway through. So that's an issue for me, but I like Jake Odorizzi or James Paxton. I think those two guys having a Canadian on the Blue Jays, that would be really good for that rotation. Well, he loves playing in Toronto. Didn't he throw the no-hitter a couple years back? I was there. <laughs> yeah, you I were was there. there at that exactly. game. And it, it was a sight to see because we were cheering for him because he was Canadian. When he threw that final <laughs> pitch yeah, and struck out the battle, we're like, 
Yeah, James Paxton, congratulations. Like, that's at pretty cool to strike. Yeah, at least you can say you've seen it live. Like, you've seen a mm-hmm. no-hitter live. Um, but, uh, man, you nailed him. I want to see Walker back. I love it. I love his, mm-hmm. his you know, his his passion out there. It reminds me of uh, – <laughs> do you remember this name? Now, I don't remember his first name. I think it was Jason Grilly. Was that his name? What was his name? Jason Grilly. Oh, uh, yes, Jason. I think that you're right. Jason you know, Grilly, that huge he, yeah, pump he after he strikes somebody out. out in the eighth inning. Oh, yeah, he, he strikes someone out, and I'm like, buddy, like you already had two outs. He just came in. Like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. But, no, he was – I missed that kind of fire. And mm-hmm. I think Walker, when he came in, I know he came in late into the year. I thought he did pretty good. Pitchers, they're just so hard to to test, right? Because mm-hmm. half a season, you don't know what you're going to get over a full, what, 20 starts, right, in the, yeah. in the majors. And he's still, he's still fairly young. I like him. Odorizzi would be great. But, Lucas, man, you look at this rotation right now. Like, come on. <laughs> Let's be real here. In your opinion, I, I know Springer was the signing of, you know, franchise of the franchise, basically. The biggest signing deal. in franchise history. Yeah, record deal, six years, 150 million. Me personally, I love Springer. I would have rathered Trevor Bauer. That's just me. I, I, I love Springer. Don't get me wrong. And he's going to provide power. He's going to provide pop to this lineup. But batting isn't a necessity for Toronto. It's pitching like they, besides Ryu, who was inconsistent last year, if his changeup wasn't on, he was, it, it was just not there. Right. You, you want to have guys like Yamaguchi coming in, poor guy throwing them into to games under the fire. And mm-hmm. he's got to try to build a team. All that happened way too much last season. I would have liked Trevor Bauer. They need a Cy Young guy. Like what was the last, I know the last time we got a Cy Young guy. I mentioned running on the show went totally, totally up what we all thought was going to happen, right, with R.A. Dickey. But now mm-hmm. this guy, man, he's just – the only thing is I, I, I could see why they didn't probably bring him in was, one, yeah, the money, but, two, man, his antics on social media thing. I don't That's think what I think I, it plays a big core. role in that. Yeah. Because how much can you control him of what he does? And also, if you bring in George Springer and then you're looking at Trevor Bauer, you know his disgust – and every, with everybody know, that's the thing. In, the it's Houston, one the other. in the Houston yeah. scandal. So mm-hmm. having that mixture of Springer and Bauer really doesn't – I don't think that would mesh well, especially in a clubhouse with a bunch no, of young guys. No, it wouldn't. That's why it would be one or the other. Like in your opinion, mm-hmm. like Bauer yeah. or Springer, where would you go? See, I, I, I knew Bauer was going to ask for Garrett Cole money, and I didn't mm-hmm. think the Blue Jays were going to go that far. So no. Springer for me, I also was, I really would have liked DJ LeMayhew oh, to add to that great. infield. Yeah, I know. Batting I know. champion. But George Springer for me, I think is a great, a great pickup for them. Okay. So now talking about Springer, we're looking at the Jays lineup now. Okay. How does it look for you? Because we know he's won a World Series MVP. Not a lot of yeah. guys can say they've won a World Series MVP mm-hmm. leading off. Yeah. Right. So. So do obviously, the, yeah. So do you put him in the leadoff spot, or maybe do you, I do because the so- Jays don't have a leadoff. They they don't have. Yes, they had Bo Bichette, but mm-hmm. I think he slots down lower in the lineup because okay. I you don't you don't fix what ain't broke. You're gonna put George Springer right at the top of that lineup to get to get your team started off with. Yeah, okay. And he's gonna play center field. I'm putting positions in here as well. Don't forget the positions. Okay, yeah, it's gonna yeah, get a little well. messy now that we yeah, have Marcus Semyon in uh, in the mix. <laughs> okay, go. No, let me, let me Number hear two, I have Kevin Biggio. 
Okay. And this might surprise a lot of people, but I have him at third base. Really? Okay. I had there yeah. has been talks because I think Vladdy, the Blue Jays uh, organization, is not too fond of him. Yes, he's lost a lot of weight. If you see it on social media, he's lost a ton of weight. Has gone into shape, but I don't think they want him at third base. I think. Throughout his career, he's going to be a big poppy. He's going to be a DH first baseman kind of player. Like Edwin and that's and just and that's just the, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. And he, and yes, Vladdy's young, and he's just going to need to accept the fact that that's just the type of player he is. Now, question: There's Rowdy Telez. He's probably going to slot lower on your lineup. But would would you rather him play first? See again, you you have you have you. I'm talking about opening day lineup here. Like who yeah, are you yeah, gonna opening put day out? Lineup, opening day lineup, team. but Rowdy Teles is gonna get his at bats at first base. DH, he's gonna get in there. But I'm saying, starting your starting nine, who's gonna be out there on opening day? Okay, keep going, and I'll tell you what I think. Okay, yeah. number three, I have Bobachet playing shortstop. Okay. Yeah. Number four, Teoscar Hernandez really showed a lot last season with his bat, led mm-hmm. the Blue Jays in home runs. He's playing. He's at DH. Then I have Lourdes Gurriel Jr left field at number five, number six, I have Vladimir Guerrero jr. Playing first base. Number seven, Marcus Semyon at second, Randall Grichik in right field batting eighth and then ninth, Danny Jansen behind the plate. Okay. So, so Telez doesn't crack the lineup for you. Doesn't crack the opening day lineup for me. Okay. So see, this is where I was going now. The leadoff spot with Springer, I, I get what you're saying. Don't fix any broken, but baseball is such a different sport where it's, it's, it's you and the pitcher. So you're going to get your ABs. I, I know top of the ro- the lineup, obviously, you'll get probably more. Mm-hmm. but And you, you want your better guys near the top or 3-4 for the cleanup. But I think I'm putting Kevin Cav- 1. I just, just, I just think his plate vision for me – and Springer now, when he's in the lineup, for me, Springer's the best hitter on the Jays on, on yes. Toronto. Yes. Right? So if Kevin can get on base – like he does, like you talk about on base percentage. Kevin's right there. I know he's only played two years, but his on base mm-hmm. percentage is about it's three six eight average three like you know putting three six yeah. eight where Springer's three six one. Now obviously he has he's played longer, so those exactly. numbers are inflated, right? But he's there. He gets on base. He he might not get it with hits and singles and doubles and stuff, but he takes a lot of walks. I think I might just put him at one to put Springer at two because he's the best hitter. There's a guy on base. I think he can get more chances for RBI. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think I would mm-hmm. maybe see how it goes, but I get what you're saying. You, you can't go wrong if you put Springer one. Yeah. You can't because we know how good he is there. That's just me. I, I think I'd put Springer two, Cavan one, uh, three for sure. I'd put Bachette. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt this year, knock on wood. Number four, see, I, I was I was debating, like, T. Oscar had a great year. Then there's, there's Vladdy too, like – it's just I, I I'm so happy because there's actually players to pick. Yeah, <laughs> like you're having trouble. I, yeah. Like you don't know it right off the bat. You're because having trouble it's, picking. It, it's pretty deep now. I probably put to Oscar four. Mm-hmm. I, I would right. I think that's where you had him right. Correct. But yeah, I had him at number yeah, four. four. Based on what he did last year, he really yeah. showed that he can he can hit. So yeah, yeah, he can you hit. Gotta exactly. put him in the cleanup. And he's spot. got some speed too. I, and then I would put Vladi or or Semyon, wherever you want to go, five, six. For me, I think Semyon, I don't think you should put him two down the lineup just because he, yeah, he didn't have the greatest year. But again, not a lot of players did because it was only 50-something games, 60-something yes. games. Right? So over, the last time we've seen okay. him in a full season, we talked about it, he was third in MVP voting. Yep. So I think okay. five, six so would be good. There. So wherever you go, then that's where I would slide in 
uh, Guriel at uh, at seven. And for me, I'm putting Telez at DH. Wow. That's why I, I, I was talking to you saying, okay, who would you rather have in the field? So is that mean, does that mean Teoscar slots in in right field? Yeah, he would have to. Mm-hmm. Because then Guriel would uh, Guriel would have to play outfield as well with Springer, right? Yeah, and Kev, Kevin at third, I don't think it's too bad because he's a more he's a utility guy. I think he'll be okay there, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too didn't I, I, again. Simeon's pretty big, so I don't think I'd want him on the corner. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's he's Gold Glove material. I think Kevin has more potential there. And then number number nine, of course, is the guy who bats Danny Jensen one eight one the catcher. He's the guy. He's the guy you tell. All right, take your take your three and go get ready. Yeah, go <laughs> get, go get guy. the equipment back on. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's me, but I. Again, that one two. Spot I just want to discuss quickly. we before we move on. I just wanted to get this George Springer. Yeah. Countless times I've seen George Springer hit leadoff home runs. Then you yeah. can make the point where, yes, Lucas, if Kevin Bijel can get a walk, George Springer gets. Uh, George Springer gets a home run. Yeah. It's two nothing yeah. Yeah, in yeah. the top of the first. Exact. You know what I mean. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm no, saying. I know yeah. But. I just think George Springer has way more experience. Again, leading off, he's led off pretty much his whole career. He's led off for a World Series championship team. I just think, like I said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You have that experience right at the top of the lineup to get to get your guys going. And Kevin Biggio, he still has Bo Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in my lineup behind him. Even if he gets on base, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They're still no, capable. Yeah. They're still capable hitters. To, to move them on the base pad. So that's why I just slotted Springer at yeah, number one. The Jays definitely need a catcher, though. I think we can agree there. Mm-hmm. Kirk, well, uh, Kirk, though, he, he seems to – he was he came up a lot in trade talks. A lot of teams wanted him. I don't mm-hmm. know how comfortable I am starting him there, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him take over the starting spot because he, he hit pretty well. Yeah, in the uh, def- games I Defensively, saw, I mean, we, yeah. Defensively, we don't know, right? But, yeah. The Blue Jays have a, uh, have a lot – of catching depth in their organization. So don't be surprised if you see them again, back to our pitching conversation, use that depth in their organizations to go get a pick a pitcher come playoff time. If they're, if they're in the conversation. So mm-hmm. there's so many things to, to work out. We still don't know if it's going to be a 162 game season. So a lot to unravel with the blue Jays. I'm just excited to see some big name players in our lineup, especially now we have Boba Shett. Uh, Kevin Biggio, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. in their third year. It's just going to be an exciting season for them. Oh, for sure. And, and I forgot, we still have Austin Martin. Austin and Martin, we, exactly. We still up have in him, right? We have him coming up, fourth overall pick, and he, he looks like he's going to be a stud, and he's an infield player too. So they're absolutely... outfield. So, yeah, I, so we they, don't even know where he's going to play. absolutely <laughs> loaded, and I love it. Now, Luca. Okay, we're move we on go. to some football here. Okay. AFC, NFC championships. We had our picks. I took the Chiefs over the Bills. We were correct on that one. And I picked Green Bay to blow out Tampa Bay. And before we get started, I just want to say my apologies to Tom Brady. Yeah, you better. Yes, Tom Brady threw three interceptions in this game. He gave <sighs> the Green Bay Packers a chance. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers a chance, and yeah. they blew it because that Bucks defense, they did their job. And at the end of the game, when Matt Lafleur, I don't know what the decision. We'll get into that, but I just wanted to quickly say my apologies to Tom Brady. 
congratulations. He's going to the Super Bowl for the first time as the NFC champion. Good for them. Before we get into that, AFC championship, Chiefs, Bills, let's break it down. Patrick Mahomes coming off a concussion in the divisional round. He's got turf toe as well. And he still throws for 325 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> this guy is unbelievable. Good on the Bills. They they got out to a nine nothing lead. Good on them. I I was I was like, wow, it's nine nothing already. My brother took the Bills right off the bat, which I don't know why. You can't doubt <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey had himself a big game. 13 receptions, 118 yards, two touchdowns. Are these two teams gonna be? neck and neck AFC championship coming in the coming future. These two teams, the the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, can you see them just going head to head for most of the, maybe for the next five years? It's so tough in football because, man, we've seen it so many times where teams just kind of fall off the face of the earth, where Jacksonville went to the AFC championship game they haven't been the same team since. They completely offload all their players, and now they're picking first overall. That was just 2017. Mm-hmm. That was, what, three, three, four years ago. So it's so hard to, def- uh, to depict in football. Patrick Holmes now, he's entering the category, Lucas, of Tom Brady, LeBron James, yeah. Michael Jordan. Actually, prime- I don't think he's there yet. I, just, I, I, think, I don't think okay, he's it's there. It's coming yet. to the point, yeah, like prime Tiger. I, he, no, is on, he is on that trajectory. Okay, but, but let me let hold me your me... horses there, Luca. No, okay. Wait a minute. Now, going into every single game, wh- what do we always say? Man, Patrick Mahomes. Man, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, man, man, Patrick Mahomes. If he's there, oh, man. Like, you know, he's that good but that Luca, you cannot it's... count him out. And it's three years into his career. First year, loses to Brady in the AFC Championship game. Okay, there's no wrong in that. He's the In GOAT overtime, still was exactly. a great game. In overtime, he didn't even get the ball, so he even had a chance to win that game, right? Okay, then he goes the next year. Yeah, sure, luck is involved to win that Super Bowl. He got it done, doesn't matter. Now he's back here again, and he's locked up. His supporting cast around him locked up. The Chiefs, for me, are going to be up there for sure for the next three years at least because we know tight ends, Travis Kelsey, he's great, but tight ends take a beating. They're not as good as once they get into their 30s and things like that, right? Because they got a block, catch, all that stuff. Tyreek Hill's, unless he drops off speed by a, a full second, he's still going to be one of the best receivers in football. So it's just, it's so hard to say because you have that arm with that speed, with that coach, they're just going to be at the top. Now, the AFC has a lot of promising young quarterbacks coming up, right? We saw Joe Burrow. We saw Justin Herbert. Trevor Lawrence is going to be added into the mix. Deshaun Watson, if he stays in the NFC, in the AFC, sorry, this is loaded with young quarterbacks and Josh Allen, like, like you pointed out. So I think it's going to be the Chiefs first, whoever the hell can beat up on each other and happen to squeak into the playoffs. Even Lamar Jackson, if he can maybe figure mm-hmm. out his arm, he's there too. He's an MVP. But you're not beating number 15, Lucas. I'm sorry. He's, he's entered that category, whether you like it or not. Is that good? <laughs> but his supporting cast needs to earn a little bit more respect, I think, because yeah. Travis Kelsey, I was telling my friends the other day, like, this guy's wide open. Like, he's just yeah. wide open. And it's like every single play, it's he's open for either 10 or 5 yards. It's like, well, sure, I can be an NFL quarterback if all I've got to do is travel 2 yards in the next 2 downs. 
if I'm at playing at that level, it's defense true. gets defense gets stops when they need to, and that's why they're really good. And I, I totally agree with you there. It's whoever can exactly beat up on themselves, but it's going to be the Chiefs at the end of the day for the next three, four years. I think so. AFC Championship versus, again, the likes of Baltimore, Buffalo, and like you said, all those other teams. Congratulations to the Chiefs. They have a chance to defend their Super Bowl yes. against the greatest of all time, I have to say it, Tom Brady. It. All this week I've been seeing on social media the, the praise that this guy is getting, and it's well-deserved. It is well-deserved. Luca, 18% of the Super Bowls played in the NFL, Tom Brady has been there. Okay, you want to know a crazier stat? It's more likely Tom Brady makes it to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to make a three-point shot. That <laughs> like, is unbelievable. On. Like, come on. But come and on. That, and that he goes from the AFC – the criticism with it's the system, it's Belichick and Brady, that he can go to the NFC and take a random team. Yeah, I'll go to Tampa Bay. They got some good weapons. They have a defense. And take them to the Super Bowl. Hmm. It's it's mind-boggling, Luca. And that's where oh, I said Patrick yeah. Mahomes is not really there yet. He's been to one Super Bowl, going on his second. Tom Brady's been to 10. <laughs> LeBron James has been to 10. Michael Jordan, he's won six of six. That's the category. Michael no, Phelps yeah, as well I'm in that saying, category. Yeah. Those are the, the greatest. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying he's he's there, like I'm not, but I'm saying he's in the category of where you can't bet against him. Okay. Where you where you look at these guys and you're like, yes. you look at Tom Brady, right? Like people don't you don't bet against Brady, you don't bet against LeBron, Michael Jordan. Tiger mm-hmm. in his prime, betting favorite yeah. to win the Masters every single year, every major tournament. Okay. Roger Federer, th- these kind of guys. He's, yes. He's starting, if not already, in that He's on the trajectory. Yeah, he's on, on his way. You can't bet against this guy because he's exactly. too good. No lead is safe. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. Now to the game. And I just want your opinion on Matt LaFleur's call with okay. two minutes and five seconds left in the game mm-hmm. to kick the ball on fourth down and not go for it. Which again, if people, whoever didn't watch the game, the Bucs ended up running the clock out. Essentially, Green Bay never got the ball back like Lafleur, the Rodgers, Green Bay fans would have hoped. What was your take on that, that call? We've seen it a hundred times throughout football history, but what was your take? Yeah, you got to go for it. You, you mm-hmm. just have to go for it because number one, it tells me you don't trust Rodgers. Yeah. Right, that that it's on your quarterback, and and apparently it, it was told that he he was calling the plays in the red zone, or he called the third down play, something like that. Rogers so, called it. Yeah, Rogers was calling his own plays down there. So for me, it's kind of like I don't trust him anymore. He didn't get in. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think you need to go for it because you need a touchdown anyways after you kick the field goal. It's yeah. it's a five point game, so it's not like you get a field goal. Okay, I'm still three points away. Where if I get the ball back, all I need is another field goal. No, no, no. you need a touchdown. This is your best chance to do it. You don't get it. Okay, fine. You don't get it. But Tampa's backed up onto the, what, the, the eight-yard line, their own yeah. eight. Even if you stop them, which you're hoping they're going to do, you're probably going to get good field positioning to go back and score again. Exactly. Right? So that that's the mindset you got to go with. And you have all three timeouts. Right? Tampa's just going to run, run, run. Of course, they threw the pass. There was the flag controversy on that. I don't think it was controversial. But 
again, Lucas, you got to go for that when you have one of the all-time great quarterbacks back there. I mean, come on. It's the NFC Championship game at home. You're on the eight-yard line. I don't care if you didn't get it three times in a row. That's why you have four downs to do it. And you said it right there that Matt LaFleur, you think, didn't trust Aaron Rodgers anymore I mean, what down else in the red be? zone. You don't trust the offense to get it. That's the only way. Oh, it's too risky? Well, if you trust your offense, this is what they're made for. You're the number one seed. You're the mm-hmm. best offense in football at a historic rate, I might add, in the red zone. And you don't go for it? Like, come on. Yep. It, would you go for it on fourth down and, and 10? Damn right you would. This is the first and goal NFC from the eight. championship game. Yeah, this is first and goal from the eight. Yeah. Well, you're not going to go for it. So you're telling me if you're on the 40 yard, 35 yard line, no, you're going for that. Mm-hmm. But it was just one of those things. Oh, we don't get this here. Oh, we're screwed. Well, you, you screwed up either way. So, so <laughs> saying that, you heard Aaron Rodgers after the game say that his future is uncertain. Mm-hmm. Do you see Aaron Rodgers not playing in a Green Bay Packers jersey next season? If he doesn't play in Green Bay, Lucas, it's it's because he doesn't want to play. It's not because management doesn't want to bring him back. It's because he's done. Because he needs to get traded. He's still under contract. He yeah, needs to yeah. get traded out. And there. there is a plethora of quarterbacks <laughs> this offseason that won out of their teams. Exactly. And, and it's not Aaron like Rodgers, basketball. I would think, if he wants out, he's going to be at the top of a lot of teams' list. And it's not like basketball where these guys are like, Get me out of here. And then two two minutes later, they're playing with a super Four team. draft picks and six yeah. guys later, they're gone, right? The future's gone. Friggin these For guys are going to be James Harden. Don't even get me started yeah, on that. Like the, the next time they have a first-round pick is when my kid's eligible. Like exactly. That's literally what they're Don't doing. Don't get me started on it. It's, it's crazy. But the NFL is different because I think it's the hardest team to to create. And the it starts with the quarterback. You need a good quarterback to win. So a guy like this, 37 – it's clear that you're already looking for the future anyways because you drafted Jordan Love last year. Is he ready? Is he ready after one year? Aaron Rodgers had to wait, what, three years behind Brett Favre? Yeah. If that's the approach they're going with, should have went for it, Matt. You should have went, went for it. For it. There's that's all the I got to say. Right there. So we There's don't the quote know. right there. Well, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Bucks and Kansas City Chiefs. No football this week. The Pro Bowl is canceled. So next week, we will have our Super Bowl special two, yes, our second annual Super Bowl special coming up next week. So stay tuned for that. So quickly, Luca, as we end off the show, the awards are going to be handed out the day before the Super Bowl. So we have a couple. We have the MVP, offensive player, def- defensive player, offensive rookie, defensive rookie, and yeah, as well as coach of the year. I want to yeah. hear your picks for MVP. Number well, one. Uh, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, we, we both agree on that one. Yep. He had an unbelievable season, and he didn't go for it. Yeah, well, you know what? I can't say I'm not excited. <laughs> I will be honest with you. Don't really care. Do not care. Sorry. Next, offensive player of the year. Who do you got? Well, if it's, uh, it's, gonna, it's probably going to go to Justin Herbert. But Offensive don't... player. Not yeah. oh, F- oh, offensive rookie. Sorry, offensive player. Of the, yeah, it's probably going to go to Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I, I pers- I think it should go to Devontae Adams, just because of what he did with how. how what many about teams. Travis Kelsey? No, come on. I'm just throwing I'm names saying, out there. No, I'm not saying he shouldn't win. Yeah, but not over those guys. I yeah. For me, I wouldn't. He, he wouldn't be on my. If I had a Your top, ballot. Yeah, if, if I had a top three, mm-hmm. it probably it would probably be 
the two guys I mentioned, and then probably a quarterback like Mahomes or yeah. Rodgers. Because I picked, I have Derrick Henry at mine. I just was looking, researching, and I saw Travis Kelsey's name in there. I was oh, like, yeah, no, no. I was just wondering there. So he, he had a great season, so. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the Defensive Player of the Year. I have Aaron Donald. Unbelievable yeah. season. 13.5 sacks, seven, uh, pardon me, 27 uh, solo tackles and four forced fumbles. Again, he's just a beast for that. LA Rams defense and he helped me a lot out in the in the fantasy. So when I picked up that LA Rams defense, oh, I racked up a lot of points. <laughs> You're a Seahawks fan though. So I you know, but you know, they don't play the, the Seahawks. They don't play uh they didn't dude. When it, there's 50 bucks on the line, you gotta yeah, do what you gotta do. When money's on the table, all like, you gotta do what you gotta do. You don't think last night off. because I had Markstrom in net versus the Leafs, I wasn't a little bit going. But come on, Markstrom, make the save, make the save. Yeah, that, lose lose one nothing in OT. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's what we wanted, but yeah, give give, give me you know limited saves. Okay, my uh, where are we? Sorry, <laughs> defensive uh, player of the year. Defensive <laughs> yes. player of the year. Sorry. Listen, I thought it was Miles Garrett's to lose, and then it went to TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. I'm just going to go Aaron Donald because I think he's better than both of them. Yeah. Plain and simple. I agree with you there. So you already said it, your offensive rookie, Justin Herbert, I totally agree. 4,336 yards, 31 touchdowns. He had 10 interceptions. Again, it's his first season. Great numbers for him. Don't be surprised, though, Lucas, if Justin Jefferson walks away with that, though. Yeah, Justin Jefferson did have a good season for Minnesota. Most receiving yards by a rookie, so he's in contention as well. We also have the defensive rookie, uh, Chase Young. Yeah, you can, He has the exact same numbers. Uh, pardon me. He has seven point five sacks, thirty two solo tackles, and four forced fumbles. That Washington football team's defense was outstanding, led by Chase Young, the rookie, and he's only going to get better from there. So I think he's got this this award locked. And then we have Coach of the Year. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, I'm going to go with Sean McDermott. Really? Taking the, taking the Buffalo Bills all the way to the AFC Championship, 13-3. and three. But mind you, it's a regular season award. That's the only thing, right? I know, but... No, I know what you're saying. I know. He had a great season. Oh, yeah. They toppled the Patriots, even though they weren't the Patriots of what they, <laughs> what they were in the past. But still, they were the second-best team in the AFC behind Kansas City. Yeah, they well, yeah, they got the number third two best seed. team. There was Pittsburgh. There was the Pittsburgh no, no, they, Steelers, they, but we all were, we all they were the second seed. No, no, they they were the they second. were the second seed. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's what they I beat thought. Pittsburgh. Yeah, they, yeah, mm-hmm. that's why. Yeah, because Pittsburgh started like eleven and all, and they finished. Like, I know, but they were they were they were like I don't think they were like as good as the record. No, show. no, 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 no. Yeah, hey, we can go, oh, yeah. we can go all day about those Steelers, but for Sean me, McDermott for me is going to get the award. There's, there's two guys that I was thinking. It's either Brian Flores for me of the Dolphins. I didn't expect them to be this good this early. I think he did a good job. I think if he gets into the playoffs, I think he wins it. But I think right now, Lucas, coach of the year is Kevin Stefanski uh, for the Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns. Leads them back to the playoffs for the first time in what 18 years. Yeah, he completely changes life in Cleveland. Odell goes down. Baker becomes better. I know they played great without him in the playoffs, but like I said, right? Apparently, supposedly, okay, all votes are in before the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. So I think Stefanski's going to win. It's the it. NFL, Luca. Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> you never know with any sports. Every sport's rigged. But <laughs> I think Kevin Stefanski is going to win it just because of what he did. Cleveland has been waiting. 
for a winning season. And they got more than that this year. Yep. After he came in the horrible season they had last year, that's a great pick as well. And we end off the show there. That was a great – we went along a little 34, uh, 34 minutes there, yeah. Luca. We went a little heavy on the Jays. That's why we hey, get the yeah. We were a little too excited. A little, little, little too excited. George Springer is a Blue Jay. Look, how can you not be excited? It's like saying George Springer is a Blue Jay. It's like man, John Tavares is not effing Maple Leaf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, exactly it's like that. It's exactly like that. Yeah, it's, but, I mean, it's not to the the magnitude of that. I'm not gonna say, but George, George Springer. Springer. It's George, George Springer, Springer, baby. Let's go. Next week, everybody, to all our fans, we have our second annual Super Bowl special, so hopefully you tune in. Have a great day for Luca Moya. I'm Lucas Gratelli. Thank you for tuning in to the second episode of the L2 Sports Podcast. We'll see you guys later. We'll see you next week.